Welcome to the Deepwater Podcast. I'm Dave Mercer. I'm James Judd. And our goal on this podcast is to learn to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for joining us for another Deepwater Podcast. I'm really glad you're with us today. Wanted to give you a little update on yours truly. So today is about four and a half weeks since I had surgery. I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. I'd say I'm as good as I could be doing after a back fusion. Uh, I feel like every few days there's something that's like, oh, well, this doesn't hurt now, or oh, I can do this now. And then every few days I do too much, and I'm like, oh, it hurts. It's a little bit like an old two-step, for those of you who know anything about country dancing. Two steps forward and then one step back. Anyway, I do appreciate your prayers. Uh, They've helped a lot. I credit that a lot for uh, my good recovery. Today I wanted to talk to you just about some other resources. I was looking on my email the other day, and I got an email from an organization, and I was like, why haven't I told anybody about this? This is really good, and I'm going to hold them for the end. But anyway, today I just wanted to talk about a few things from resources. The first resource I wanted to mention, there's a podcast, and it's called Revitalize and Replant, and it's by Thomas Rayner, and he's joined by uh, several other people. Anyway, it is really good. The podcast is for churches that either need revitalized or need replanted. And they mention on the podcast, uh, and they're a Southern Baptist organization, but it, the podcast fits for anyone. But in terms of, I think, Southern Baptist churches, they're saying that there's about 10 to 15% of Southern Baptist churches right now that are in danger of closing. And then there's about 80 to 90% that are somewhat static there's really only a few churches that are really flourishing. And so this is the podcast is designed if you're in a church that needs revitalized replant or you're the pastor of a church. Anyway, he and his uh, people, he's got several different people that are on there regularly. But they have some really good stuff. I've really enjoyed a couple of things. I wanted to share two of those with you today. One thing they said that really hit me a while back was basically stop praying worthless prayers. You know, and they gave the example... If you're in this church and it's dying and it's struggling and the, the prayer they hear prayed a lot is, Oh God, be with us this morning. He said, quit praying stupid prayers. I mean, do you think, do you think God wasn't with you before you prayed that prayer? Like you think God only came when you prayed that prayer? How about a more effective prayer of like, God, help us feel your presence this morning. Dear Lord, help us worship you while you're with us today. Pray a powerful prayer. We have a powerful God. And sometimes, man, sometimes churches go through downswings, unfortunately. Doesn't mean God has left you. Usually it means that we have left God. Let's come back to him and let's do that with, with powerful prayers. The interesting thing about that, boy, when they said it, man, that resonated with me. I was like, that is so true. And then what did I notice in my own prayers? All the time. God, be with my daughters. God, be with my wife. God, be with this person. God be with our church. And I've really, it's been a struggle, but it's it's been a very intentional struggle that I've had to start rewording my prayers. Lord, help my daughters today in school. Lord, let my daughters do this. God, heal this person. Lord, let us feel your presence this morning. I've been working on, on changing my prayer life. I encourage you, maybe you guys don't fall into that, but think about think about the words you're saying. Are these powerful words that express an intimate prayer to a God who is all powerful and still loves you? 
Or are these kind of rote prayers and words that we toss up, hoping they hit something besides the ceiling? You know, the other day on uh, John Kelsey's podcast, he said something about, you can tell a lot about a man by praying with him. And I've always heard that, but I've never had someone flesh that out. And what he said is you can listen for their intimacy with God. You can listen for their viewpoint of God, their understanding of how they relate to God. So I encourage you to start listening a little bit more to your own self when you pray and ask those questions and try to train yourself to pray, remembering who God is. And I'll tell you a secret for myself. Sometimes this is both for my quiet time or for praying. Sometimes when I'm in a position and I just I'm, I find myself praying these dry prayers and I think we all do that. What I want to do is I start with a little bit of worship. And a lot of times worship will soften my heart and it will remind me who God is so that I can pray a prayer worthy of God, worthy of believing he is who he said he is and he's powerful enough to do anything that we need him to do, even more than we can expect. And if you remember from John Allison's podcast about praying for people to disciple or praying for more discipleship groups to form, he said, God loves to answer that prayer. There's a lot of prayers God loves to answer. Another thing I think of, something Dan Pierce told me a long time ago, is he said, look and watch out for how much of your prayers are being prayed about physical things. God, heal me, heal this person, bless my business. And how many things are being prayed about spiritual things? God, help our church to grow. God, work in the life of so-and-so so that they will know that you're God. God, help me to see you for who you are and the glory that you're in. Lord, help this person to come to faith in you. Help this person repent and turn back. Praying spiritual prayers as we as a church or we as individuals or a group will begin to pray more spiritual prayers. I think we'll see more spiritual answers. And God loves to answer those prayers. Another thing he said, and this one was was one of those, every now and then he, he puts a zinger out there. This is back to Tom Rainier. He'll put a zinger out there. And he was talking about sometimes, especially if you're in a replant, but I think it's true in every church, sometimes as a leader or as a pastor, you get feedback. And sometimes the feedback is is off the wall or it's people wanting to do the same thing we did back in 1950 because they thought it was great then and they've kind of romanticized it and they forgot that they still had problems back then or just sometimes things that give some opinion that's just off the wall or whatever. Anyway, he would say to them occasionally, you know, neither God nor I am interested in your unprayed over opinion. I'm going to say that again. Neither God nor I am interested in your unprayed over opinion. Well, that's a zinger. You know, and sometimes people say, well, yeah, I've prayed about it. And they say, well, how many times? You know, did you throw up a Hail Mary? Hey, God, do you think we ought to do this? Okay, yep, I'm going to go tell the pastor. Or have you really prayed? Have you called others to pray together with you? Call me. I'll I'll pray with you. Let's pray for a while about it. And boy, that's a zinger. Today I was thinking about it. A friend had called and asked for my opinion. And uh, that was one of the things I had told him that he might want to use in a situation he was in, that, that verbiage. And at the end of it, I told him, I was like, you know, I think you're going in the right direction, but I want to tell you that that is my unprayed over opinion. So one, it was a conviction to me that I need to pray more. But two, I also wanted to give him, he sought my advice and I wanted to give it, but I also wanted to give it the caveat 
But that's that was James' thinkings. I'll, we'll pray for you more this week and the next week. But that was an unprayed over opinion. As I pray for it, if I get a different opinion, I will let you know. And think about that. How often are we really guilty of giving our unprayed over opinion? Maybe some of you out there who are really shy, maybe you're do great with that because you just don't want to talk. But boy me, if I'm not careful, I'm I'm always ready to give an opinion on anything. How many times do we say, well, I think this, I think we should do this, I think, I think, I think, as opposed to, I've prayed and I, I believe God has said. I've prayed and God showed me this scripture. I've been praying about this for a long time and I believe what I've heard from God. And me personally, unless I've really, really, really heard a clear word from God or been given a clear scripture, I always like to have that caveat of, you know, this is what I believe God is saying. You pray over it too. You know, if it resonates with you, then maybe that is what God's saying. I don't want to, I don't want to come and say, thus says the Lord, unless God has, boy, just really spoken clearly. I want to be careful about that. But I do want to be careful that one, I don't offer too many. Or I should say none, that I don't offer unprayed over opinions. And two, that I don't accept unprayed over opinions. Let's challenge our people to pray. And let's conform ourselves to God's word and conform ourselves to God's way of thinking. God said, I believe it's in Isaiah 55. He said, my thoughts are not your way, your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. And boy, that's true. Yesterday, uh, we were having a little Bible study in our home, uh, going back to my surgery. Since I can't really get out and go to church, we've been having a Bible study Sunday afternoon and inviting a few people over. And we were studying uh, Luke chapter 6, and it's where he's going through some of the Beatitudes, and he says, Blessed are you when, when you're hungry, when you're poor. Blessed are you when people say bad things about you. And the flip side, woe to you when you're well-fed. Woe to you who are rich. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, because that's how they spoke of the false prophets earlier. And I was just thinking, boy, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And man, I need to conform my mind to the thoughts of God. So, try to watch out for unprayed over opinions. Let's have prayed over ones instead. The other resource that I really wanted to mention today, and they were the one that spurred the thought of like, why haven't I mentioned this? There's an organization, it's called discipleship.org. And one of the great things about them is they are like a, a collaboration and a combining of churches and ministries and people who are all focused on disciple making. Uh, they're organized ran by a man named Bobby Harrington. He's written some books and I believe... I know he's either pastor churches. He may still be pastoring. I'm not actually sure about that. They have a podcast also called discipleship.org. And I haven't caught all of their episodes at all, but there's been a number of really good ones. And it's, it's spurred me on to start pick up this person's book or listen to this. Really learned a lot from there. And one of the other things that I've really liked about them is they have a, a national disciple making forum. This year it's going to be October 25th, 26th. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have the opportunity and you could register and go to it, I think you would love it. I have personally never got to go to it. I've either been overseas or this overseas or this year I've been recovering from a surgery. 
But my hope and my plan is that I would get to go to it next year. They have some great guests guests there. They have Jim Putman, who his book, uh, The Real Life Discipleship Training Manual, was one of the instrumental things to me in helping me understand disciple making. A new guy that I've recently uh, been studying some of his stuff is named Alex Absalon. He's there. Robbie Galanti that you heard uh, John Allison mention in his podcast is going to be there. Anyway, a lot of really great people. They're all bringing together just for the purpose of focusing on disciple-making. Bill Hull, who wrote The Master Plan of Evangelism, disciple-making. Just a lot of great people. So if you're like me and you can't go this year, you have two pretty good options. One, go next year. Maybe we can plan it and we could get a group of us that listen to this podcast and we could all go and meet up there or if you're in the same area, go together. Or if not, most years, a little while after the forum, they'll either have the option to buy some of the video, not videos, but uh, well, maybe there'll be videos by now. I don't buy some of the some of the recordings, or they'll put it in their podcast, different breakout sessions and stuff. And they've been really good. I've loved them. I've appreciated them, and I wanted to share that with you. Disciple making is a team sport. Uh, there's nobody that has the lockdown on the perfect way to do it, except for Jesus. And all of these people are trying to point us back to that, saying, how did Jesus make disciples? What did Jesus teach about disciple-making? Let's go do it that way. So that's my thoughts for today. If you have something else that you'd like to share with me, by all means do that. You can reach us by going to our website, www.luke5.com, which is one of my favorite passages, the first part of that. And you can email me at james at luke5.com or you can do podcast at luke5.com. Either way, it will come to me. I would be glad to get back with you. Any way that I could encourage you to grow in your faith, to begin disciple making, I would love to do that. God bless you guys. Appreciate you listening to us. We really appreciate your time. Hope we can be a help to you. If you get a chance and it's a blessing to you, tell a friend about it. That would be a help for us. Until next time, keep making disciples, keep following Jesus, stop praying stupid prayers, pray great prayers, and I'll see you next week. I did not even realize until I had finished recording this episode, this is our 25th episode. Kind of nice to hit a little milestone there. I'll do a little victory dance over here. When we hit 52 and we've been at it for a full year, I'll have a big dance. Anyway, wanted to say thank you guys for being with us.